What's happening, my friends? Welcome back to the Bankrupt Hippo YouTube channel. This is another episode of Coffee and Kernels, where we talk all about the world of movies, video games, TV shows, and other forms of media. Like, comment, subscribe if you're enjoying these videos and would like to see more of them. We've got an excellent show for you today. We're going to talk about the new Malignant trailer by James Wan that just dropped. We're going to talk about the crazy big change that Konami is undertaking with Pro Evolution Soccer, or PEZ, turning into eFootball. And then we're also going to review a couple movies for you today. We're going to review old M. Night Shyamalan's newest project, and also Henry Golding starring in Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Let's get into it. I want to tr talk about the trailer that just dropped for James Wan's upcoming film, which is going to be called Malignant. This movie is going to release on September 10th of 2021, so it's coming up in just a couple short months, and I am really, really excited to see this movie. I'm going to say that this trailer actually bumped up my anticipation for this movie. This Malignant is essentially like a psychological horror film, apparently from what I've been seeing from the synopses online. It's going to be directed by James Wan, and for those of you who don't know of James Wan, James Wan also directed a Saw movie. He directed The Conjuring, I believe a couple of the films, and also Insidious, all of which I really, really enjoyed. Insidious and Conjuring were some of my favorite horror movies that I've seen in my entire life. I'm really excited to see James Wan make another horror film because I believe it's something that he's really, really good at, and I am a fan of his work overall. The trailer, it's very... Eerie, and I think that's something that James Wan has a really good habit of capturing in his films. And what makes it really eerie to me is the fact that it the angles that he takes with his cinematography is something that really it just grabs me in such a way and it almost kind of puts me in a state of peril. It just makes you feel really uneasy and it really makes you feel the even situations that aren't that terrifying feel horrifying. That's actually some of my favorite parts of the trailer. And I'll just give you a little synopsis from what I've seen about the trailer. Basically, it's about this woman who's having visions about different murders that are happening at first she thinks they're dreams but then it turns out they're actually real life murders that are taking place and she's experiencing them as if she is there with a person being murdered and it's terrifying her she kind of has some flashbacks to her past and the person who's committing these murders or entity i should say that's committing these murders is named Gabriel and it's just her kind of dealing with that and that's really the only thing we get out of this trailer and the trailer conveyed that in such a very concise and very creepy way now I'm not saying that after watching this trailer I am super stoked to see this movie because I didn't think the trailer was perfect by any means but I think it appealed to horror fans like myself and also people who like James Wan's other movies and the fact that it shows off some of his previous techniques that he's used in old movies and has applied them to to his movie my friends now i ask you though have you seen the trailer for malignant if you haven't i'll link it down in the description below so you can watch it but until then let me know whatever you thought about it you know where the comment section is let me know next up pro evolution soccer has is going to get a huge makeover in the year of 2022 they are transitioning from a yearly released title that just comes out once a year to now a free-to-play format where they just release the game and then continuously improve it and add in match passes or battle passes and updates weekly updates yearly updates for new seasons etc so forth as time goes on and like i said it's a free-to-play format so you can just download the game for free and play its base model at no cost for those of you who might not be familiar with this sort of format just think of fortnite fortnite you can download and play for free as the base format and just have a ton of fun with your friends
And also, Pez now is going to be known to the world as eFootball. It's getting a name change as well, and it's going to be available on every single platform that you can possibly imagine. The only thing they didn't specify was the Nintendo Switch, according to the IGN article I read, which is where I got the inspiration from this video from. Link it down in the description below. They refused to comment, or Konami refused to comment on whether or not a Switch version was coming or not, so that's something we'll have to kind of keep in mind as time goes on. So basically now what Pez will look like is this. It'll be called eFootball, and it's going to just be released for free on pretty much any platform that you can imagine. Phone, Android, iOS, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, S and X. It's also going to feature cross-platform ga competitive gaming. So if you want to play a competitive online match against someone who is playing it on Android, you can do that. If you want to play against somebody who's playing on the PS4, you can do that. PS5, you can do that. It's very, very customizable and flexible in that respect. And now what they're going to do is instead of releasing a title each year, they're just going to release updates. They're going to release weekly updates that might include new kits, new additional content, maybe new players. They're going to release yearly updates for each season because each season schedules change, teams change hits change all that other stuff is going to be accounted for overall as well my favorite part about this is the the base game is going to be available for free with nine different teams they've released kind of this whole plan as to how they're going to lay this out but the fact that every single piece of this game is now going to be kind of released in the form of dlc so if there are game modes that you didn't like about pez in the past and don't want to play you don't have to buy those game modes if you just like playing online competitive games you can buy a game mode for that if you don't like playing as teams from the french league one you don't have to buy teams from the french league one you can just buy them from the premier league in the form of dlc the game is super customizable in that way and you can basically tailor it to whatever experience you want to have if you want to just have the game so you can just play by yourself once in a while it's free it's all your it's all good to go if you are a diehard e-football fan and you want to play competitive matches kind of like fifa's ultimate team you can do that and you can buy the game modes and whatever teams and kits you want in order to to have the experience that you want and it's to me it's just a beautiful thing details coming from konami they said in late august which according to ign is right around gamescom 2021 so i'm expecting they're gonna have a bit more of a laid out in stone plan to relay to us for when they're rolling out all these updates they've released this graphic which kind of outlines their game plan for autumn and also winter so I'll, I'll i'll put that somewhere in the video so you guys can take a look at it pause it if you'd like and also, there's really no official release date. However, I have to imagine that with a football game and a sports title like this, it's going to come out the first week of September. That would be my guess. It'll probably come out around the same time as FIFA Madden. What are all of my thoughts on Pez turning into a free-to-play format where they just apply updates? I have three main thoughts on this. The first of which is actually going to come, and it's going to make it a lot easier on development. And I think this makes a ton of sense. With sports titles, the problem with development is you have like maybe six to nine months in order to get a sports game out the door. It's not like a God of War game where you might have three, four, five, six years in order to develop it. And make it one giant great experience these football games they change so much year over year over year and it doesn't give developers a whole lot of time to leverage all the technology at their disposal and honestly we as consumers kind of suffer for it i'm not saying games aren't 
uh, don't improve year over year because they do by and large even from a graphics comparison but this makes it a lot easier on developers because they don't have to crunch and worry about meeting a deadline to push out a yearly title now what they can do is they can consistently take in feedback they can consistently apply updates and they can make the game better constantly they can make updates daily they can make updates yearly they can make updates weekly monthly however you name it and they can just slowly make one version of the game and make it the best version of the game they possibly can without having to worry about making deadlines all the time and it, it i think it'll truly make for a better game for everybody involved including us as the consumer we're gonna win and the developers are gonna win so no one likes crunch time for developers developers work very hard and work for very many years on some of these games so the easier their lives can be i'm totally all for it second thing i love about this is the fact that it is a fully customizable experience like i said this game is going to come out free to play and it's going to be a lot more accessible to people around the world even if you don't like football it's going to entice people who maybe not like football maybe who don't have the money to buy a 60 dollars game every year it's going to entice them to at least try it and also get involved for it and have no risk whatsoever other than the time to play the game any opportunity to grow the football fan community, I'm totally all for, and the accessibility of the game itself, I'm also all for, and this this particular move by Konami to turn Pez into this format, it totally adheres to that, and I absolutely love that. Now, going back more on the customizable piece of this, the fact that, so hypothetically speaking, say people who have never played Pez now become football fans and they get enticed to play. Now they can fully customize their experience even more beyond that. If they turn into diehard fans and they want to download every game mode possible, they can buy DLC for that. They can buy just a DLC for one game mode and not another. They can buy DLC for just another league and not another. They can fully customize it to be whatever experience they want it to be. And it'll probably be cheaper than the $60 title that comes out each and every year, which is going to make consumers a lot happier. And they said that they're going to release these in the form of what they'll call match passes which i can imagine are like fortnite's battle passes so if you're looking for a comparison in that regard keep that in mind but like i said the more people that can get involved in the world of football the more fans it can have the more we can all enjoy it together and the more people that have the opportunity to play a great game and play it competitively too which is always a good thing and they can tailor it to however experience they want to have whether it be a small scale or a large scale and that i think is just great I'm always a fan of having more consumer choice when it comes to the world of video games and other media. Third thing I absolutely love about this is the fact that you can do cross-platform matches and play against a wider range of talent in the world. So for those of you who are super into playing games competitively, I think this is a big bonus for you guys as well, guys and girls, because of the fact that you are exposed to a larger player base by getting exposed to every single platform. You'll now be exposed if to, if you're on Xbox like I am, you'll now be exposed to PlayStation players or players who don't have a console at all, those who just maybe play on uh, their computers, those who play on their phones. I mean, you get exposed to a lot wider range audience and skill levels, and it's gonna improve your skills overall because you might be playing against even better players than you ever thought imaginable because they're coming from other platforms, from all backgrounds and from all kinds of worlds. So it'll be a lot more fun and interesting for you as a competitive gamer. I am super excited for Pez to transition to eFootball. And I think I'm going to download this the second it comes out on Xbox and enjoy it to see what it has to offer. But my friends, what do you make of Konami's 
a new experience with eFootball, whatever you think, feel free to comment down below and let me know whatever your thoughts are. Coming up next in our lineup, our review of Old, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. The Old is M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie that just hit theaters. This is another M. Night Shyamalan movie where it kind of trails on either being a psychological thriller or an also suspense movie. That's something I really appreciate about M. Night's projects, and this movie kind of continues with that formula. However, I'm going to cut right to the chase. I think this movie was bad, unfortunately. I say it with a really heavy heart because I was really looking forward to this being a really great movie. My anticipation was really high. The trailers were good, but unfortunately the movie did not live up to the hype. Old is basically about this family who's going on vacation to this resort. One of the managers of the resort one morning comes over and says, hey, we've got this great spot that you guys will want to check out. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Experience. I'll arrange for you guys to go and see it. They get to the speech, everyone finds out they're aging really quickly, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and we have our movie. First, also with what I did not like about this movie, the main thing that dragged this movie down was a combination of the dialogue and the performances. First, I'll start off with the dialogue. The dialogue was just really, really weak for a majority of the movie. I don't think it was about halfway through the movie until I actually really enjoyed hearing what the characters had to say. Like, I think really where it faltered was the fact that it did this whole aspect of telling us rather than showing us. I think in movies, it's a lot more effective to show us something that's happening in the background rather than just telling us outright. It builds intrigue by just kind of showing us slowly over time rather than just telling us outright. It kind of just, it, it, it spoils the, the surprise, I guess, right away, and it's something that really dragged the movie down frequently. One example I'll give, this isn't a spoiler, but one of the main characters in this movie basically throws out some of these statistics really early on, like these really random statistics, and you're kind of thinking, how would this random dad know all these statistics and they don't really reveal to you till halfway through the movie and they just reveal it at the snap of a finger like that why he knows all of it and it just it could have just been executed a lot in, in a lot more creative of a fashion not only that but then when you couple bad dialogue with really bad performances it does not bode well for the movie as a whole in movies i think you can get away with poor dialogue but really good acting to back it up because of the fact that performances can kind of help bring the best out of dialogue but in this case when you've got it bad on both ends it just it just makes for a really poor overall experience and i think that's the biggest shame about this movie is it, there was just nobody that really stood out as having a really keen performance and getting the best out of the dialogue that they possibly could Granted, the dialogue wasn't very great, so they weren't given much to work with, but still. The thing I didn't really enjoy about this movie is it, it's clearly marketed as like a thriller slash horror kind of film, but in its execution, I think everybody in the movie that I saw it in laughed more than they were terrified of anything. Some of the things that happen in this movie are so absurd and outlandish. You can't help but really laugh. I mean, in some of the CGI moments that they use, it was so ridiculous that it was laughable. Some of the dialogue, like I, I started counting how many times the audience would laugh in my theater, and it was between five and eight times. Like some of the, just a combination of the performances, some of the concepts, and also the dialogue just made for some very absurd moments that it just made the movie kind of funny in parts rather than taking it seriously as a psychological thriller slash horror film. Lastly, there are some intriguing concepts that I think that they try to introduce and explain throughout the movie, and it, they go through it and explain it so fast that you don't quite catch exactly what's really happening, so it's like even the most intriguing parts of the movie you don't really get a whole ton of closure on, unfortunately. But there adds to that dialogue problem of not really building any intrigue. However, let me kind of switch gears here. What did I enjoy about this movie? 
I would say the last eighth of this movie was actually pretty enjoyable. When you start getting to the resolution of the movie and you start kind of uncovering what's really going on behind the scenes, it made for a really interesting time. But the fact of the matter is if only one eighth of the movie is enjoyable and it's the last eighth, it's really hard to recommend going and seeing this movie. And on top of that, ironically enough, M. Night Shyamalan's performance was probably the best one. He plays one of the resort employees and we actually get quite a bit of them in this film. I'm not going to say like an absurd amount, it's probably only like 10%, but when he's on screen, it's actually really, really enjoyable. Performance was probably the best out of the entire cast. But other than that, unfortunately, there wasn't really a whole ton I enjoyed about this movie. One of the toughest things I think to nail down about this movie is obviously one of the concepts that we can see from trailers is that these people are aging very, very quickly at a rapid pace. One of the challenges for all the actors that are portraying the kids throughout this movie trying to act like a very, very young child, despite no matter how old you're getting. And I think the movie's actors really stick with that up until about three quarters of the way into the movie. And then for the last quarter of the movie, it's like they're not, they don't act like six-year-olds anymore. They act like whatever age they actually are, which kind of takes you out of the experience. When you don't get that much time to age, despite your physical appearance changing, your mannerisms, your demeanor probably wouldn't change that much in that short of a time span. That progression wasn't really consistent throughout the movie. So my friends, overall, I'm going to have to give this score a 4 out of 10. It was a bad movie, unfortunately, and I don't say that with any pleasure. I was really looking forward to seeing this movie, and I was hoping M. Night would have an excellent directorial outing for this one. A combination of poor dialogue and poor performances just really dragged on the movie. The fact that the movie doesn't really get at least enjoyable to the last eighth. Concepts introduced in that last eighth are intriguing and somewhat interesting and I think could have boded very well for the movie, but at the end of the day, the concepts that they did explore just weren't really explained all that well either. The movie wasn't all that great, so I would say probably skip this one at the theaters. But my friends, that's just one person's opinion. I want to know what you think. Did you see old in theaters? If so, what did you think of it? Whatever you thought, you know where the comment section is. Then the last thing we're going to talk about today, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. So Snake Eyes stars Henry Golding, directed by Robert Schwenke, and it's the origin story of Snake Eyes. This movie starts out with Snake Eyes as a young child. He sees his fathers get murdered. He ends up being a drifter for most of his life. Later on, he's recruited by a crime lord to come work for him because he's adapted skills and gotten really good at fighting. In exchange, this crime lord is going to help Snake Eyes track down his father's killer that he's been searching for his entire life. One day Snake Eyes is tasked to execute a man within the organization named Tommy. He ends up disobeying that order, ends up saving Tommy. Tommy takes him back to his home clan in Tokyo, Japan. Tommy invites Snake Eyes to partake in the clan and then the movie goes from there. I'm going to cut right to the chase. I thought this movie was amazing. I walked into this movie just expecting a really fun summer action movie and I came out with so much more. Starting off with what I really liked about this movie, first off the pacing was really excellent. The movie wastes no time at all throughout its two hour runtime. It never gets boring, it never lulls, it never drags. You're always constantly engaged. Plus, the movie has some really interesting, deep, and complex characters who mo whose motivations and ideas change throughout the film. You not only get the majority of the movie being the origin stories of Snake Eyes and how complex and interesting that is, but you also get the origins of Tommy. You also get the origins of other characters, how the clan came to be, what the clan means to all of these characters, and how that changes as the movie progresses. And it's really, really interesting to see 
play out throughout the film as circumstances change. It even begs some really interesting questions about leadership organizations and how leaders have to grow and adapt and change their mindsets as the world evolves around them. It's amazing stuff. And what really makes the movie fun is the fact that these circumstances are constantly evolving, constantly changing. It's fun to see these characters adapt and grow because of those ever-changing circumstances. You get to see these characters learn a lot about themselves and about why they do what exactly they do. And it's really cool and it makes for really great payoff by the time the film ends. Now lastly, when I say that I walked out of this movie with so much more than just being a really entertaining action movie, I'm talking more about the themes and concepts that the movie introduces. The movie begs really, really in interesting questions such as what happens if you live a life consumed by vengeance? What happens if you lead a life more towards things like selflessness, honor, other values? How does your moral values and moral fiber affect how you act and react in the real world? It begs really interesting questions in those areas and makes you really think twice about your own life in general. Is it better to be consumed by vengeance? What kind of a path does that lead? What happens when you have more moral fiber in terms of having selflessness in your heart, wanting to honor, respect, and revere your family? It's really interesting seeing how these themes coincide with these characters and how the themes adapt, grow, and change with these characters as the movie goes on. It's so much fun to see it all unravel. This is especially interesting in the eyes of Snake Eyes because the movie makes really clear that his path for vengeance has pretty much consumed his entire life trying to find his father's killer. And to see how this journey sort of plays out and changes him as a character and as a person and how his motivations evolve and change, really exciting. Shifting gears a little bit, what did I not like so much about this movie? Tr the way the trailer markets the movie is it's gonna the movie's gonna be filled with action. The movie did have quite a bit of action, but not nearly as much as I thought it would. I just would have been totally okay if it just had a little bit more action in there. And speaking of the action, the movie suffers from a little bit of shaky cam earlier on. Like you're watching fight scenes and the camera's constantly shaking, and I was really worried because I'm like, oh no, is the whole movie's action gonna be like this? But rest assured, it's only for like the first quarter of the movie, and then the rest of the movie, the shaky cam kind of goes away. Way. There's nothing worse than really bad shaky cam in a movie, especially when you've got great action potential. And lastly, the other thing I didn't like was the use of the Baroness. The way they portrayed her in the movie and what they actually did with her character didn't quite match up. It's like she's supposed to be this really powerful person who's capable of essentially world domination and it... <sighs> The movie just didn't quite get me to buy into that just based on what's happening. If I give you any more information than that, that's spoiler territory, which I don't like to do in my reviews, but you'll just have to watch the movie to see exactly what I'm talking about. So if I gotta give this movie an overall score, I'm gonna say it is a 9 out of 10. This movie is amazing. Like I said, I walked into this movie expecting just an action movie. I came out with so much more. The themes and questions that this movie begs are super interesting. The character development with so many characters is absolutely off the charts and especially the fact that they fit it in just one movie is even more impressive and to boot the pacing matched up with it as well but only gripes really being a little bit of shaky cam i would have liked a little bit more action and the use of the baroness was overall not my favorite other than that do yourself a favor go watch this movie you won't be disappointed my friends what did you think of snake eyes gi joe origins whatever you think comment below and let me know all right my friends that'll do it for this episode of coffee and kernels thank you so much for stopping by i greatly appreciate it like comment subscribe if you're enjoying these videos and would like to see more of them and to get in on the fandom comment below if you have another movie recommendation until the very next video have a great day